As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trout. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heagle falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Brandon Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Down Garcia, and I am joined with the creator of baseball, Max, <laughs> from Rocks in the Outfield. Max, how you doing? You saw that? That was a funny little chirp yeah. by that guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing all right, man. Just, uh, you know, Thursday night, kind of watching football, hanging out. Angels off day, so I'm glad that NFL started today. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, working on growing the game, I guess. Yeah, there you go. So, like I mentioned, Rocks in the Outfield, you guys too, not just you, but, I, you know, your podcast uh, Twitter page is, is you know, it, it's really popular on Twitter. You guys have a great foothold in that uh angels twitter community so for people that don't you know aren't on angels twitter not involved in it kind of summarize what angels twitter is like uh okay so it's it's a lot to kind of comprehend and it's honestly like kind of like a high school angels twitter high school basically because it's you know you got your clicks of you got the and and i don't know anyone's age really like i i probably know like 10 people's age like i know you're kind of around my age and there's a couple other people like a lot of college kids a lot of high school kids a couple of and then it kind of just takes like a gap like it just goes from like high school college you know late 20s and then it just kind of takes a gap from like 29 to 38 and then you just start getting the older crowd um but it's it's cool it's a lot of uh as, as much as people hate it i think they're one of the most creative twitter fan bases around and they you know they stand up for their team um obviously i think if obviously the angels were a winner it'd be seen as like support and stuff but since we're not really winning it's seen as like bullying and attacking um but yeah angel angel twitter is is you know you could find it's kind of like walmart you can find whatever you need like if you need to find a negative guy you can go over here if you need to find some optimism go over here if you need to you know you got everything you can find everything really so so like like I mentioned, your your podcast rocks in the outfield does a great job of kind of tapping into that, and then you guys are you know especially you do a good job going back and forth with people in the community. You know you are generally a positive type of guy when it comes to this. Like yeah, you'll keep it real when obviously you know stuff hits the fan and, and but what kind of react is there anything that has said to you or were just like caught you off surprise like whoa I didn't you know they answered they responded to something I said I didn't see that coming um yeah there was like there was nothing nothing too crazy because as much as i like to kind of push the boundary and i always say like i follow barstool as like an example like Mm -hmm. like where they like to push the boundary but not go too overboard where like there's things that i just kind of don't want to get into and 
I don't even I don't feel comfortable like you know when some people start saying like hey I'm gonna fight you at the game then I'm just kind of like all right well this isn't fun anymore like now I gotta look over now I can't go to the game with my girl because now I gotta look over my shoulder like um but there was there was a tweet that I had when the angel the angels had a cupcake what I thought was a cupcake part of the schedule coming up where they had like the Indians Orioles Tigers like that little stretch around the the little league world series and I tweeted like hey if they you know if they kind of play good baseball here is that they kind of, we've seen that they can play. Uh, they'd be five games over 500. They kind of still got a shot and people were just really like, you know, they're like, you're a fool. There's no way they're going to make up this many games. You got to be up 15. Games. So I think the optimism always gets attacked. Uh, if you're like an optimistic fan, it's just kind of like tough to, to say that you want, even, even now, like saying you want trout to come back, like you'll get attacked for that. Like it, right. it's so it, it is kind of hard, but in terms of like, sh- like shocking, I'm never really too shocked because I kind of know what to expect from from these guys. <laughs> like I can tell, like I, I do these videos where like if there's a fight in the stands, I'll be like, "Ooh, yeah. this Dodger game is crazy," and it'll be yeah. like a it'll be like a football game in Tennessee yeah. or something. And I kind of yeah. expect like what I get out of those. Those are pretty funny. But in terms of like when I'm actually supporting the team, I get caught off guard sometimes. Of some, and I never know who's who. It's always like Joe Madden, Burner, Burner. Uh, Dugout, Alex Cobb. Like I have no idea who these people are. Right. And I had a guy who I thought was my friend. Like I was like, oh, we always like each other's tweets and this and that. And then he just came at my throat, uh, saying that, you know, I'm just an Angels fanboy, barstool, uh, you know, whatever. And and uh, so I try. I never really get too surprised, but I kind of, um, I kind of always know what to expect. But the time when I was trying to be positive and people were like, "You're a fucking idiot," I was just like, "All right, well." What I mean, I think someone was saying what like boycott the last twenty games. Oh yeah, I think I saw and, that too. And Artie Moreno, like he'll feel that. Like we won't, but okay. No. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, whatever. Can't take his boat out for an extra day or something like that. That's it, probably about it. I mean, it's just like the the idea of like boy of a boycott is just so like you gotta do that in April, and no yeah. one's doing that in April. Like there's just no shot. So it would yeah. be the type that people are like, let's boycott, but hey, we'll watch it on TV. So that at least they'll still get the you know TV revenue. So it's like, what are you really accomplishing? And I think he said it like when he said, like, let's boycott. It's like, OK, next week. All right. Let's, all right. Let's say we do boycott. We got the Yankees Monday, Padres Friday. Like we're going to get a lot of visiting fans and <laughs> money's green. So it doesn't matter. Like they're still going to buy beer. So it, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't think he's going to be upset that he doesn't sell as many shirts that weekend. But, um, you know, just trying to be realistic on Twitter, like and, and trying to. Like, keep it light because I see this as a job, honestly. And right. if you, I mean, I'm sure we've all had jobs that we hate. And if you, like, I don't understand the people that hate and the, the miserable Angels fans. And, like, they, like you don't have to watch. And, right. And, it's, and you really don't have to come to Twitter if you don't. Like, for me, like, I'm, I'm a big basketball guy. Like, I don't, I'm like, whatever about it. And, like, I guess I like the Clippers. But when they suck, like, I don't go on Clippers Twitter and be like, oh, man, we're terrible. Like, I just, like, yeah. you don't have to be there. So I try to just keep it funny positive it, it obviously helps when we win but um yeah i don't know sometimes getting caught off guard by like the negative people i'm just like why like you don't have to like if you hate lord of the rings you're not gonna go watch a lord of the rings movie it and just doesn't make about sense. It later yeah i don't yeah. get it are you the type of a fan and, and i think fandom has such a wide aspect of what people consider fandom just in general but are you the type of fan that like you go to a game you go to a ton of games you and your guys go to a ton of games mm-hmm. are you ever the type of person that like okay they lost maybe it's a close game maybe it's against a divisional opponent or whatever are you the type to like take it like really hard to where like it messes up your, the rest of your day or like the next day um right now i'll be honest right now it's kind of tough uh like if we lose now it's kind of like ah eh, whatever like i just want to see joe Dell hit a home run 
I want to see Otani kind of do his thing, and I kind of want to just just see stuff like that. Um, early on in the year, like, yeah, it was kind of tough. It, it Not like my whole day, but just kind of like, you know, the game's over. Let's say we lose, and then it's like – it also depends how we lose, right? If, if, we're, if it's 10-0 in the first inning, I'm like, all right, this is stupid. <laughs> but if we if we're up and then we blow it in the eighth or we you know we do something stupid and we cost ourselves the game, then it'll kind of be like, all right, let's I'm just gonna go home. Like I'm not gonna go to the bar. Like and when we win, it's like, oh yeah, we'll go to this bar, we'll go to this bar, whatever. But then when we lose, it's it's kind of like, all right, well, uh, this was not cool. I'm just gonna go home. Like, um, and yeah, I don't know. Like it's it it's had there's been some games that affect my day, uh, probably like the trout injury, like that just kind of yeah. sucks. But then, you know, even the couple weeks after that, it was just kind of being like, hey, he might come back. We don't know. But I wouldn't say it fucks my day up too much, but it it's definitely like noted and like, oh, Angels lost today. Like, uh, no, I don't want to get ice cream right now. Like, let's <laughs> save it for another day or something. So, yeah. What about and you? Like, no, you know what? Honestly, I'm not too much. And this is part of my background, I guess, as a, you know, I graduated high school and I played football in high school. So right after I graduated, I had a brother that played also right behind me. So I got into coaching. I got into coaching football. Mm-hmm. I got into coaching, you know, high school football at a pretty good level. At the time, the high school I was at was was pretty not, you know, one was like wasn't the modern days or the centennials, but it was probably like the next yeah. step down. So like for me, for being a coach, I'm like when I lose those games, those affect me because those are the ones where like I mm-hmm. actually had input on it. You know, yeah. for me, when the Angels lose, I'm like, all right, I wasn't the one that called in, you know, C-Shack or, or Slagers in the bullpen. So yeah. I didn't do anything wrong. So I'm like, oh, that sucks. But okay, well, you know, let me flip the channel and like, okay, what do I have on my DVR to watch now before I go yeah. to sleep or, you know, whatever. Where am I picking up food on the way home kind of deal? So I'm not too much because I'm kind of in that mindset where like I didn't I didn't call for that yeah. there. I didn't call yeah. for, you know, I didn't yank the starter. So I'm like, why am I pissed off? But yeah. no, but I, I think like certain games, games, certain games that mean certain amount of like when they had the playoff run and what was that, 18, that sucked because it was like, mm. you know, it meant something. But your average game, whether it's April, whether it's, you know, uh, August, if it's like a regular Thursday game, regular Saturday game, I'm like, all right, whatever. We'll move on to the next day and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, I think same here. Like Dodgers, Dodgers game. I think it's more of just like, what do I have to? Because Twitter, obviously, like where I get a lot of attention is being like, I guess, trying to be funny. And when mm-hmm. we lose, it kind of takes away my like my ladder of being funny. Like people <laughs> don't really want me to be funny, like if we're losing um so like yeah yankees wins all like i'll say this the highs are high like when we mm-hmm. beat the yankees or when we do something yeah seattle six out save like those highs are really high and then the lows are like they're like not that low but it's just like if we lose the, the dodgers i already know like all right well i'm gonna hear it from xyz person and you know red Sox. i'm gonna hear it from this person a's we got dallas Braden sending me a video of my grandma <laughs> every time so uh yeah not too bad but i'll just say the highs are really high the lows are eh, like we play tomorrow so who cares you know yeah. kind of thing yeah i think that's true too kind of you kind of touch on a point i guess it all depends on who you surround yourself with if you don't mm-hmm. really have a red Sox fan like a uh, uh, friend or whatever then you don't really hear anything about it. it doesn't matter yeah but if you have like a you can be like a random ass team like you know seattle oh wow seattle beat you it's like you like seattle you live in southern california like where where did that come from kind yeah of like yeah I think the group chat that I'm in, I'm probably like, uh, I'm not the biggest. I mean, it's tough to say because I'm not a big Angels fanatic. Like, I wasn't a huge Angels fanatic. Like, you know, going through high school and college, like, I had to do, I had to work. So, like, when I had to work, like, shitty jobs and I was working at Sports Authority or whatever, like, I wasn't following the Angels. So, now in, like, my group chat that I'm in with my friends, there's a lot of people, like, a lot of them in there, they were, like, 
following him since we got out of high school and right. when they'll be like why you know they'll kind of give me shit too of being like dang why are you still believe like why are you still going to the stadium da, da, da. So, <laughs> they're probably the only people that i really do care about like what they text me right. uh everyone else of like uh we beat your team i'm like dude we play tomorrow like who like yeah. you beat junior gear like who, nobody cares yeah. like yeah it's yeah. okay it's a back-to-back day after day game after yeah. night games like yeah. all right good job um like i mentioned you go to the games a ton you go to the yankee games you've been to a couple you've been to the dodgers series what fan base i guess is the most like ah oh, crap i can't believe i'm going to this game because they're just going to talk a bunch of crap the whole time um fuck dude i mean honestly you could say that for for anybody but like with the angels like it's they, they've just been such a neat like so i like to think about it i like to think in a bunch of different perspectives like if i was a dodger fan how would i act if i was a yankee fan how would i act and if i was like rooting for these other teams and i came into anaheim there's just so many targets to to harp on and like like so you me carl everyone that's like on angels twitter we're like basically playing defense and being like <laughs> all right well you're gonna come for okay trout missing the playoffs we got a guard here so i think you know, Dodgers fans are always uh, not really – they're not tough. They're easy to, like, mentally dance around and just, right. you know, the fact that they're a first-place team or they're a playoff team that's been making it forever and they're mining their – you know, they're spending their time on us. Like, that's already a loss. Um, I think the – but I really think, like, the Yankees and the Bostons, like, those teams are just really hard to – like, sometimes they're just really hard to combat with because they have the, like – history they got like the 1900s history background yeah like being like hey we were here before your great grandpa was born and they kind of have like that baseball elitism where like mm -hmm. if like when we beat boston it's good but then if they come in and like sweep us and stuff like it, it, i really have no comebacks like i have yeah. nothing really to say um especially like since they always killed us you know in, in like playoffs. The, yeah like, it, like there's so boston's pretty tough um yankees are tough just out of sheer numbers that shit's like walking dead there's like billions of them um but in terms of like you know i think those th those are top three astros aren't bad mariners are like non-existent a's are non-existent right never talked to a rangers fan before so right um yeah i'd say those those are probably the big three everyone else i think is just kind of like nl like Padres fans have been kind of getting up there this year i guess they've been kind of talking shit but it's like whatever like right. you know, we're not we're not really paying attention to you yet um i'd say probably dodgers Dodgers third place, Yankees, Red Sox, like first and second. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too, because it always seems like there's a bunch of either people that grew up in New York and moved out here or whatever that always end up, end up going to the games. And people always give a bunch of Angel fans crap about, well, why don't you show up to these certain games? And one time I sat next to a, a guy that used to be season ticket holders. It was like a couple of years ago. He said when he mm -hmm. was a season ticket holder, every year he would sell opening day. He would sell when the Yankees come to town, yeah. when the Dodgers come to town, and when Boston comes to town, he would make like 80% of his money back on a season tickets. He's like, yeah. it's like, it's an investment. And for, you know, for some people, I'm like, that makes, that makes complete sense. You said earlier, money's green, no matter who, who buys a ticket. So it doesn't it, really it, matter. It really is like crazy where, cause we have season tickets too. And it's kind of like, we, we do it mostly for content. Like, and then we give some away to friends and stuff. I I usually just give them away just to like kind of make people happy. I get we get a lot of help on uh, rocks in the outfield from like you know friends and cousins and you know I'm at the game and I'm saying hey record me real quick and you know just to thank them I'll be like hey here whatever. So I gave my like buddy like Dodgers tickets uh, where we're at by the outfield mm -hmm. and I was like ah like I don't I was like I don't want anything like buy me a beer whatever we'll call it even um, 
And then I went back and I looked up the prices and I was yeah. like, oh, I, I was like, I fucked up. I just gave them yeah. like $300 tickets. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like it was kind of, it's tough. It's tough to defend. I, I, we're constantly defending the fan base, no matter like how you look at it. And when the Yankees come into town uh, two weeks ago or whatever, yeah. and the stadium's white. Uh, yeah. Like, the whole first base side seemed like yeah. it was. Yeah. Not great. So um, yeah, those fan bases are tough, but I mean, for the most part, like I, I've I've been saying it to everyone. I say as soon as we start winning, like there's nothing there's nothing better than you know baseball in Southern Cal, you know Rally Monkey Thundersticks stadiums gonna be packed. So um, I just think winning is the missing ingredient there because I mean obviously people could say like oh put in a Chick Fil A or whatever, but (laughs) stadium wise, I think just the missing ingredient is winning. You just gotta win, and then that bitch will be packed out. Yeah, there's a saying: winning is the best deodorant. Like it doesn't matter what's what's going on if you're winning yeah. it, it doesn't really matter people don't are the stuff they noticed before they're not noticing now if you start getting a winner so on that note talk a little bit about the season I, I, what were your expectations coming into the season this year um so to be honest like i think we made preseason bets and we made like we were pretty generic on on terms of like who we think is gonna do what and and stuff so we obviously had trout up there like I, I think i was saying like he's gonna win his fourth mvp this year uh we had rendon like right behind him so going in like we were really optimistic and we i, I almost like I, as foolish as it sounds like i don't care what anyone says like i'm every time i think of the angels i think optimism especially if it's april um so i was thinking rendon i was like we're gonna have an mvp race within our own team like it's gonna be trout rendon otani you know it's gonna be one two three but obviously you know things start slipping and sliding and then things get you know, like we we were, I think we had a, it felt like we had a lot of wins in the beginning and we were just smoking everybody. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we kind of started crumbling. There was like a big loss against the Blue Jays in Florida. And then ever since there, then it was just kind of like 500, couple games below 500, get back. Um, so yeah, my expectations were high, but I mean, obviously I couldn't predict, I, I wouldn't have told you Mike Trout would have been out since May. Um, you know, they'd start cutting guys like nothing you know, Fowler getting hurt. It, it it really is just tough. And I was talking to Carl about it last night saying that um, like to be, to have a playoff spot locked up and to kind of be comfortable in August, you really got to start winning like nine, 10 straight early. Yeah. And you get nine, 10 straight. And then I think our biggest win streak was six. So not great, but <laughs> I mean, it's just, just it, you know, positive. Uh, I, I was over, I was over. I, I have, I'm a, I'm kind of a big better, um, and I had I have bets that I'm gonna have to pay up pretty soon because I had Angels Wild uh, Angels World Series, Angels AL uh, CS, and then Angels like division. So I got to pay for those in like three weeks. So <laughs> pretty optimistic, but uh, I don't know. Like it's just it's hard it's hard not to be. You know, I don't I don't know anyone that's because all the shit talkers come out now. Like they're saying right. oh, fourth place, fourth place, fourth place in April on a team with Mike Trout and even Otani with what he was in April. Uh, Rendon, Poole, like all those guys that were on the team, like nobody's saying that's a fourth place team. No. Um, you know, Rysel wasn't what he is now. Cobb was unknown. Um, you know, so I would say I was a little over positive, but I'm going to continue to be that way until, you know, there's no reason to be. Every year is a new page and, you know, we're in it till we're not. So, yeah, I mean, and to when I, uh, when we did like our pre season pick or whatever, like I even had him win the, the wild card just because I figured 
the the A's were going to be up there. Astros were going to be up there. I had them sneaking into that second wild card spot. But yeah, you, you you hit it on the head when you're talking about these injuries and how they kind of piled up and what's the difference between you know Trout playing you know even if he just plays 120 games you know whatever yeah. Where, where's this team at? And same thing with Rendon. Otani is a plus because honestly, I'll be the first one to admit it when. Obviously, Altani was coming back from injury. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't one saying he's. Oh, he's gonna be an MVP. You know, he'll he'll have a good year. He'll bounce back. But I'm not sure what we'll get from him. But then, for him to come out and have like a hands down MVP season, I yeah. I didn't see that coming. Not at, at, to that expectation. This year with him, like it's been so. I'm I'm big into like baseball cards and stuff. Like that's right. my kind of thing outside of like podcasting and stuff. And with him is like his stuff. Like I I should have been a millionaire really because. <laughs> His cards were, you know, they were expensive when he came over in 2018. He gets hurt. He has kind of like a whatever season. 2020 doesn't count. I'm not counting that. And then, you know, going into this year, everyone's saying like, hey, watch out for this guy. Watch out for this guy. And, you know, the amount of like money that I spent on like other players or other things, like I could have spent that on Otani. And now it's like him being an MVP. Like that's I I love that. I love that for him. And it's honestly tough to imagine what this team would be like without him. Definitely. Um, I, I was saying like we were saying last night, like because uh, we recorded an episode last night. We were saying like I can't imagine, like uh, the fact that they're even around five hundred right now is like pretty. Like if if Crazy. I would have told you everything that would happen, I say hey, Trout's out, Pool's gone, Iglesias gone, uh, o- Otani's good, but everyone else is like you know Joe Dell, Brandon Marshrup. You'd be like, oh yeah, we're like twenty games under. Like no, like we're right there at 500 which is nothing really to celebrate but i mean if, if you want to take something out of it i guess that's like you know cool that we're not the orioles you know yeah but, <laughs> the orioles but, or the the pirates or anything like that no yeah, but we, you're right though you look at the, the 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 lineup right now and even the rotation you look at the you tell me the lineup was going to be mayfield goslin um you know and and then joe joe i kind of figured would be up by now marsh was a little bit of a surprise because of his yeah. injury in spring training but you tell me like those two guys on the left side of the infield, Goslin and, and Mayfield. I'm like, oh, dude, we're screwed. You know I, I mean? didn't even know who uh, Goslin was before this. I didn't year. know Goslin. I know Mayfield just no clue. vaguely. Like, yeah, I knew Mayfield. Goslin had no idea who Goslin was. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. And we called him up. Yeah. And so far, he's been decent. I mean, he's been yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's like trying to, trying to just remain positive. And it, it was obviously easier. Like, I think the All Star break, it like maybe up until like a, maybe until a little league world series. Or I was like, all right, yeah, we're cooked. I was like, we're we're done. So, um, as much op- optimism as I had, it kind of it didn't die right there. But it's like kind of like, all right, well, this is we're gonna have to win like thirty straight, and then everyone is gonna have to lose thirty straight. So probably not gonna happen. So, so I guess part of the good thing about baseball, more so than any other sport, because you know, with basketball, with football, you they don't have necessarily like quote unquote a minor league system to where you can be like, oh well this guy's gonna be this next year. This guy should be up next year. Baseball has that. So you can kind of look into the future a little bit. But a lot of that future is already here. Like yeah. you're talking about Joe, you're talking about Brandon, you're talking about Detmers, Rodriguez, all that stuff. What are some of the younger guys that you're seeing play now and get an opportunity to play now that you're really excited going forward into 2022? Well I think I think Joe Adele uh he's the front runner and I think people like really I think people like really write him off just because of 2020 and the COVID yeah, year. Was, and, like, like they, said, it was a weird season for everybody. Yeah. I mean, like no one's, no one's done what Joe Adele has done where they called him up during the COVID year and, you know, he had to kind of figure it out. And I think a lot of people really wrote him off, but I think it says something to be, it, it says something to be the guy and to be the number one prospect and then to come up and actually do it. 
and it might have not been when we wanted it to, but now he's doing it. So I think him, as, you know, he was the number one guy in our system for like, I don't know, a long time. Yeah. And, I, you know, guys like him and just to kind of stray away to another fan base, but like guys like Wander Franco, Vladdy, like those guys where they're just, hey, you're number one. You have to be good. Like we're putting a lot of effort and energy into you being good. And it's cool. Like Brandon Marsh, if he wasn't, you know, no one's going to kill him because he was, you know, he wasn't like a top 10 pick or whatever. No one's going to, everyone's going to be like, all right, well, whatever. It didn't work out. But with Joe Adele, with him being like a first round top 10 pick, like it's something where I think he just has a ton of pressure and it's, it's like really rewarding to see like him blossom and be confident and become like one of the leaders. And uh, I think I'm most happy for him, I think, is it's just, it's, he's the guy that I think can blossom and he has all the tools. And if I think they were comparing him to Tatis last night on the broadcast mm-hmm. and they're saying, you know, him, he has a better, like he has more three run games than Tatis did at, at 70 games. So, and then we think about it, he's only played 70 games. Yeah. This is crazy. I'm going to, I can't wait for the, you know, when people play 162 over like two years. Right. Like, Here's Joe Adele at 162. And it's going to be great numbers. It's going to be fun. And it's going to be, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just glad that he's finally coming up. And I think like to, to see all of them together, like I'm talking about like Trout, you know, uh, Otani, Adele, like to see them all together. Like, I don't, I'm very excited. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't, you know, I still can imagine like there's going to be games where they lose to the Rangers, but still, I think the highs are going to be high when, when that, when that team beats the Yankees or like when Joe Adele has a walk off that day, you know, something like that, like that's going to be like, I don't know. Like I'm going to be like, I keep thinking about like the parade. Like if I ever get to go to a parade (laughs) in the next couple of years, like that's Mm -hmm. where I'm going to be like, you know, Joe Adele's going to be on the bus and everyone's going to be hanging out. I don't know. He, he, I'm cool for Detmers, cool for Marsh, C Rods, like cool kid too. Mm-hmm. But Adele, I think, is the next. Like he's like my, my favorite out of the bunch for sure. Yeah, it, it's kind of unfortunate too about like last season. Like you said, he got called up. He got that, he had that incident in, in Texas where the ball pops out of his glove, goes over the yeah. wall, and I feel like that was like really kind of at that point unfair. I'm sure you saw it too. Like you mentioned, like on Twitter, where it's all right. Yeah, he can't play. Get out. And I'm like, dude, at that point, literally had played like five or six games it's like you can't make a snap judgment there so you know i think you're right i think he kind of bounced back and he seems to have built that confidence and yeah. he's even said so in interviews that the fans being there and just it's a more of a normal atmosphere for him but yeah joe has been something uh, a really good surprise for fans that were ready to kind of trade him at the deadline or even before the i mean i think started. i think still now they still want to you know his they're saying his trade value is high this that I just I'm kind of like I, I want him to know and I wish this is kind of where I wish like the the players were more accessible mm-hmm. that like you know trout like uh, like I want to just be like hey trout if you shut it down like just know like we got your back like we know oh, that I- we know that you know best and I, I think like I, I try to imagine myself like if I was a player and I went on to Angel's Twitter after like I don't know making a bad oh. play or getting God. injured or doing something like I could just really fuck with them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what, what we're trying to build it like rocks in the outfield is like we're trying to, uh, you know, be like a, a hype, like a hype man for Joe Adele. Right. So we're like right. if like if there's a Red Sox fan booing him like in the stands, he can't say anything, but we can. And it's right. going to be, yeah. like, hey, dude, like not it's not Fenway. So not here. So, yeah, I just think it, it, tough confidence is a lot in baseball, you know, because it's a lot of like standing around and waiting and a lot of time in your head and a lot of time yeah. thinking and, and doing that. So, you know, good for him. I think, I think what really helped him was a time in Salt Lake. Uh, yeah. I was, I was happy he started there. Yep. 20 something bombs or something. Just kind of, I remember he would Euro step around third base and like that stuff. 
Like, I love that shit. Like, I, dude, yeah, show more energy. Still. And I, yeah, he should be doing it now. Like, I, I think, you know, like you look at what Tatis brought to the Padres. It's like a jolt of energy of mm-hmm. like, hey, we're good. We're the shit, this and that. So I think he can kind of do the same for the Angels where, you know, Iggy kind of had a little bit of like energy uh, off the field. Like on the field, he he was the player he was. Like numbers aren't going to lie. But when Otani hit a home run, he's the first one there. When right. you know, was doing well, he's the first one to celebrate. And I think that means a lot. Um, so to have Joe Adele, every time I see him fired up rounding first, I think it's it's one of the best things. And it really helps the team. And it should spark up the fan base and make people cheer louder. Or as, as, as much of an Angels joke as that is, like that shit kind of helps, I think. So Yeah. <laughs> Middleton. Um, yeah. But yeah. So and it's funny. So you mentioned that, that like the, the youthful exuberance, I guess you can use for like Joe. But like this is the first time I remember for a while that this team has been this young. I mean, Trout was like, you know, the kid when he got brought up, but he was mm-hmm. surrounded by like Tory Hunter and like these uh, other the you know, pool yeah. holes. They were surrounded by guys that were, you know, 10 years already in. This is like a really young team, which it's like the first time I can remember for the Angels. I like, oh, wow, they're going to develop into something. You're not banking on these, you know, 30-year-old free agents that kind of turned it on. Yeah. No, yeah, they're they're super young. It's It's kind of crazy and – now I think it's a little better for us because we're, you know, like if you told me like, Hey, you have to interview Upton or Adele, I'd be like, yeah, uh, give me Adele. Like Upton kind of scares me and Adele's kind of younger and I'd love to kind of just pick his brain and figure out that kind of stuff. But I I, I like the young team obviously sucks that we're not, you know, playing for anything that really means anything, but you know, I'm I'm not, I, I don't have any deadline. There's no deadline on this team to like, Hey, if they're not good by this year, I'm not watching. So I'll watch until I, I don't know, don't want to. So yeah, and that's another thing that gets me too. about the, well, I'm not said I'm done. That's it. I'm done. I'm like, dude, you said that a month ago when they got swept yeah. by, you know, whatever team it's like, obviously you're not done. You know exactly what happened tonight. Uh, I, I cash out a lot on Twitter too. Like all the time, all the you, time. You, People actually do leave for like a week. They'll leave for like a week at a time. But then they're, they're always like, I mean, but then again, the fan base, like, we don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> there's some people, like, if they, if they were like, hey, I'm going to leave, I'd be like, yeah, no, you're not. But then there's other ones that, like, if you want to leave, like, leave. I think there's, fuck, I'm trying to remember. There was someone who who was, like, like embarrassed to be an Angels fan or, like, something like that where they said, like, I don't know, uh, I'm embarrassed to associate myself with this team. And I was like, you don't have to. Like, right pick another team like go somewhere else like no one's gonna make fun of you like like i like don't be around here like you don't have to be here so that's my biggest thing is that you know i think people need to realize that like you don't you can turn tv off like no one's gonna care yeah and i think too like part of it is like you don't need to like you don't if you define yourself like a you know 80 percent of yourself in a team and like there might be something more there than yeah uh, meets the eye it's like you know i'm my own person but yeah i get upset or whatever when angels lose or happy when they win but i'm like that's not going to define like, you know, who I am. I feel like some people just take that way too far. It's like this team isn't your everything. Or at least yeah. I can't, I, I can't really like relate to that part. Cause it's like, I, I don't know. Like I love the team. I, I like, I want to watch every game yeah. if I can. Like I, I really want to, and I want to follow along and I, I follow the writers and the, in the, you know, Mark Gubza and I follow everybody that's yeah. connected to the team. Um, But I just, I'm not from the, like, I'm, I'm not going to make a Twitter solely based around the angels like i still have a life i yeah. still you know watch football i still try to do other things and, and like while i do try to do this to like try to create a, a space and environment like it's still not you know that's not a hundred percent of my stuff uh right. it's probably it's probably up there it's probably like 60 or 70 but 
it's the the hundred percent people that have the Sandoval burners. Like I just don't like I have nothing in common with you. Like I'm sorry. I I I wish you the best though. Yeah, it seems like those burners pop up, new ones pop up. It's unbelievable. You know? So like I don't are you the same guy as the other guy, or you just made a new one with a new player that is yeah. like yeah, especially now with so many players kind of working through the the, the team. It's like now you got a packing knot in one. Now you yeah. got a yeah. you know whoever whoever the next guy is that uh, Austin Warren one. It's like yeah, Elvis Figueroa like, like burner. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough to keep up with. And I like I said, I don't know who's who. I thought this dude was my friend. He's not. He's talking shit. This one guy doesn't even follow me. Says I invented baseball. Like I was like, all right, cool. Like, uh, funny, yeah. like I was like, I guess, yeah, cool, thanks. Um, <laughs> where's my where's my check? I should be getting some kind of cut back then if I did. At, at least every game for free. Like yeah, exactly. One least, of those so. golden cards that people have. Uh, yeah, I, I just I I think it's funny though because like I, I mean you know we don't I, I I like seeing that side of it because I'm sure like where I work at my office job, I'm sure there's people that hate it and I'm sure there's people that you know, they want to voice their opinions and I'm sure they do. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with something like the angels is it's like it, it you know, work, you kind of have to do it, but like the angels, like you don't have to. So it, it's interesting. And, and you know, then you get into the rankings and the clicks and this person's better than this. And this person likes stats, this person doesn't like, eh, you know, it's just kind of, I'm just going to have a fun time. And if you don't like it, like, oh, oh well, tough. I want to talk about Spotify green room. Spotify Greenroom is a live, audio-only sports talk platform, which is free to download and free to use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link it to your Twitter, and join. That's it. It's that easy. So go ahead and check out Spotify Green Room. Who are some of the good ones to follow? Like, who are the ones where they put out good stuff? They don't seem to take anything too seriously. They know how to take a joke. Like, is mm-hmm. there any, like, you know, couple that kind of pop into your head when yeah, you say that? There's a, so it just depends, like, how you enjoy baseball. Like, I think there's people that enjoy baseball, like, the old fashioned way. Like I think Trent rush and that little circle of people are great follows. And then like out of the meme accounts, like you have, there's a guy called triple a pitcher. Uh, I don't know his name, but his, his profile picture is like a Drake hat and him. And like, he's one that he's one that like, or it's, it's like a Drake it's Drake. And then an angel's hat. Um, he's one of the ones that I really enjoy. Cause he's just kind of light hearted, but still knowledgeable, but still, funny and knows how to take a joke knows how to laugh at himself and knows how to laugh at like but still like laughs at the other team mm-hmm. um i i i think mark gubza is a great follow like yeah. he's a great like he's, he's probably the number one but the thing that's tough with angels is like we don't have like celebrity fans no and i think that's that's not you know that's not cool like people aren't wearing puma you know what i mean and when you see a celebrity wearing puma then you're gonna be like oh shit let me get some puma but no right celebrity- yeah Celebrities are wearing Nike, they're wearing Under Armour, and that's like, you know, you see fucking celebrities wearing Dodger hats. So then other people start wearing Dodger hats. And it, that's kind of like where I think we lack. Uh, but also I see opportunity, like where I'm like, oh, why can't I be that guy? And right, why can't me and Carl and everyone else who puts out stuff be like that? So, um, yeah, I think AAA pitcher is a good one. I think that's his at. Um, and then there's there's just like, in terms of the burners, it just kind of depends what you're into. If you're into jokes and uh you know angels coverage yeah but like 
I kind of respect people. I, I have a different level of like respect for people who willingly put out content uh, with their face attached to it. Right. And with like videos that like, you know what? Cause I have videos that have like three views and like that shit, it is what it is. So when I see someone else with three views, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to fully talk shit to you because I know like what you're, what you're doing is tough. Like, so if you say something I don't like and I come back, I'm like, I'm not going to fully come back at you. Cause it's like, I kind of get that. Like, Hey, this shit is tough. It's not easy. Um, you know, the, the Jared Carabas of the world, like have it, you know, they worked hard for where they're at and mm-hmm. the smaller guys like us kind of just you know it's a little more difficult so i kind of try i try to give them a little more slack and i try to like hey man i kind of get it but then the ones that like don't put anything out they just they're just there to talk shit they're just there to hate they're just there to be like oh well this person sucks and then get rid of him but like they're not realistic about it and right that's what i just kind of really like i try not to pay attention to it but it's just sometimes it's just there's no like it's just everywhere so (laughs) um you could you could find whatever you want on angel twitter uh but i think kind of it depends how you like baseball i guess yeah you, you say that and it's funny you go back to what you said earlier it's like walmart whatever you want you want to go down aisle Literally. 10 for this yeah. you go aisle you know five for that you, you'll find I, it I, if you look hard enough you'll find it you could do like your lineup where you'd be like i like i like fletcher i hate this person i hate walsh i like this person and be like oh we'll follow these four people because that's yeah. like what they like Oh, you right. love you hate Fletcher? Follow like this person. Oh, you hate you think Otani should only hit? Follow like so you can really like find right. whatever. So yeah, you can filter it out real quick. I, um yeah. kind of talking about Otani, you went to the uh, home run derby, mm-hmm. you're out in Colorado. How was that whole uh you know experience to be out there? So that like funny story, it was actually crazy. Uh Pete Soto is a guy that uh helps out with the pod. He I know some people like hate him. And some people love him and very polarizing. There's no like middle, like, right. People aren't like, ah, he's whatever. Like there's either like, he's really cool or you hate him. So I went with him and like, that was, I, I met him through angels Twitter and to like have to go to Denver with someone I just met was, I was a little like eerie weird, but it was, uh, it was fun, man. He was, he was great. I joke around that he, he was on the airplane, like patting his glove, like in, in seat four C like just going like this. And I'm like, we're not even, we haven't even left the runway. So, right. Going with him was hilarious. He's a, he's great for uh, for like rocks in the outfield. I think he does a lot of like the heavy lifting and a lot of like the footwork and he's literally boots on the ground. So going with him was cool. Um, meeting up with like Jared Carabas, who's the guy that I look up to, Dallas Braden, another guy I look up to, meeting up with those guys and like, you know, being in a baseball environment, hanging out with them. And then obviously like the festivities are great. Um, it it I, I think it's got to be like a kind of drug to go. Uh, being a bigger baseball creator because then you're just kind of like you're just kind of like spider-man at comic-con everybody knows who you are everybody wants a picture everybody wants that so some of that stuff is really cool um and we got a little bit of it like we've had like we had like two people be like oh rocks in the outfield we know you guys whatever um we had a sign come out on tv which that was like you know that was probably really big where uh espn put us on you know right before otani was up to bat that was cool. Um, and then, you know, going out after with uh, all the baseball content creators and uh, drinking and having a good time. Like, I, I would recommend everyone go to a home run derby for sure because it's it's wild. It's every team's like, fan, like you know, you get Mets fans, you get Braves fans, you get every kind of fan that there is. Um, and it's just super fun. Like, it, you know, we we didn't get any balls, but we were right there in the outfield and it was just kind of uh, it was just a fun time. It was super fun. I, I recommend everyone go for at least once. Yeah, and and it being with in LA in this next season, 
I mean, it's a great opportunity for, I'm sure, you know, your listener base is, you know, <laughs> a lot of it's based out in Southern California like ours. So yeah, it's a perfect, perfect opportunity for uh, to go out and check that out. So now, you know, angels going forward, off season's coming. Obviously there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to some, you know, some of these off season moves and signings and trades or whatever, but Obviously, you kind of mentioned it, Iglesias, uh, Jose Iglesias, no longer the shortstop. So it kind of seems like there's going to be a question mark at shortstop. There's always a question mark at uh, starting pitcher. Mm -hmm. If you had to pick one position for the Angels to kind of focus at, uh, obviously, shortstop's going to have a ton of names. Pitchers always seem to have a ton of names. Which one would you prefer? Um, See, like here, we were like, this is a debate that I always like fuck myself because I'm I'm going to say something and then Angel's Twitter is going to be like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> um, so I think I think it's tough to, you know, the the common answer is going to be pitcher, right? Everyone's going to say pitcher this, pitcher that, whatever. I don't know, man. I think our young pitching is like pretty good. Pretty good. Like yeah. I think we can like I think it, it, while it's not going to look good, I think we can get away with like maybe adding another sleeper piece, trying to get another cob or something. Right. Um, and then kind of shelling out some some money for a Correa or like one of the big shortstops, which I I just know that if they do that, they're going to get killed, right? Because it's another position player. The media is going to kill them, and then we're going to get like I'm only ima- like imagine we do get Correa and that we don't make the playoffs, then it's going to be Trout, Rendon, Correa, Otani, Walsh, Stassi, Adele. Like it's going to be like a whole list of people. So. But I don't think you could be scared of that. I think you got to kind of just do what you got to do. And um, I think what we've seen from Perry is that he's smart. He's financially, he's like fiscally uh, intelligent where he's like, we're not looking to make a trade. We're looking for opportunity. Um, So I think if you could kind of capitalize on an opportunity where you get Correa for like a good amount of money that no one else wants to pay him, which I don't, I don't see why no one else would pay him, but just just say no one else wants to, and we can kind of sneak in there. Mm-hmm. Um, or if he can get like a Simeon and like kind of give him, be like, hey, we know you're a little old, we know you're a little older. We'll we'll give you some extra years, but kind of lower the price, kind of thing, right? Uh, um, something like that. I mean, I, I'm I'm big on filling that gap. I, I want to fill the sh- the shortstop hole because I don't want Fletcher playing there. And I mean Mayfield, while he's been okay, like I don't think he's the shortstop of the future. No. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think you can honestly get away with, with everything remaining healthy. I think you can get away with maybe just signing another position player as bad as that sounds. Um, cause I just don't like, who are you going to drop the bag on for like on the mound? Like I get like a lot of people are saying Syndergaard. Um, that scares me. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I don't know, like I guess. And then it, it's just like impossible. Like the Robbie Ray stuff kind of bugs me. Cause it's like, nobody knew, like nobody knew what he was going to do and like, good for him that he's doing it. But Nobody knew. So um, I'd say, you know, get distinguished players that are good and get guys that are, you know, and that's kind of bit us in the ass before, but it's like you can't let that, you know, you really can't let it stop you from playing. Like you can't be like, hey, we should get Simeon, but then, you know, what if he gets the like Rendon? Like if Simeon comes to the Angels and the Rendon effect like happens to him, then I'm, I'm saying like we're cursed. <laughs> that is the most that is like one of the best all-around baseball players in right. the game right now mm-hmm. and uh like I, I just don't know like it, the rendon stuff it's up Still in the early. air he, he's injured and this that whatever fine we'll give him another couple years but it's just i feel like the angels are kind of on their second strike in terms of like you know Vernon wells hamilton these guys that just constantly get made i'm sure you saw that video the Artie moreno one 
we're like they're just shitting on all the people we signed. So yeah, I think they're kind of on their like second strike, but I don't know. I'm kind of uh, impressed at like it, it has to say something about a first year GM taking basically kids from the Sandlot and Otani and being around 500 like that. That to me is like a positive note for sure. Yeah, and something that that I find positive for with Perry is the fact that it seems like he actually got into Ari's ear. Like for so many years now, mm-hmm. Ari's been the one calling the shots, and if you didn't like it, boom, you're out. It just between the pool holes releasing and just you know bringing up the young players and not trying to like. I remember times where they you know they signed like a Tim Lindsay come to see. Oh, let's see if he has anything. It's like why? Like there's no point. So like now they're like actually letting the kids play. Like they keep on saying let mm-hmm. the kids play. And to me, it's like man, maybe Perry has Ari's ear, and maybe already you know trust perry to make an actual you know smart decision because everyone knows sure. the hamiltons the pool horses the cj wills all those big contracts that's not on the gm that's on the owner like anyone you talk to that's that's a arty signing that's not a the poto or, yeah. or or you know whoever the gm was at the time signing that's the arty signing so hopefully perry can get into his ear a little bit and just kind of be like hey you know let me do this and you can go over there and count your money or whatever and I think even like like I don't hate the Rendon one. Like I mean, I know the contract right at this very second right, right now yeah. doesn't look great. I understand that, but I don't hate it. And yeah, I think there's something to, to be said that like, hey, uh, I you know they're not the, when they release pool holes. I think that's when I knew that like, holy shit, this yeah. team is not uh, is not really. It's a different move that they wouldn't make mm-hmm. that before. Um, the only thing that I like hate so like the thing that I don't like about like the Angels, it's like. It's kind of like having the hottest girl in school where like you just kind of always got to be like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, you know, with trial, like it, he could be thinking nothing. And then the media is going to be like, they released pool host. He hates the franchise. Yeah, they, which I didn't. Yeah, he, I, didn't I hate that. That's my yeah. least favorite thing. And it's the only reason they're saying that is because of how good Trout is. Like Trout right. is obviously the best player. And while I'm sure he has some say in some of the strings that are being pulled, I don't know. I think he has a good understanding of like, hey, they let pool holes go. It's business. He doesn't hate the Angels. Um, so that's that's one of the things that I think that like that really kind of gets to me when people are like, oh, Trout despises the Angels. That stuff kind of gets to me. But yeah. um, in terms of like, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing coming out of Perry and coming out of, uh, you, you know, the moves this year where they just let go. You know, if you're not playing well, you're gone and it doesn't matter who you are. Um, which I mean, Upton's got to be a little nervous for next year, but I mean, I guess we'll see. So. That makes, I mean, a nervous player is probably going to try to perform a little better. And that's kind of what I thought. So too, when I saw the whole Albert thing and, you know, I'm like, oh, they're cutting, you know, overpriced aging veterans, watch out Upton kind of deal. And yeah. obviously next year with his contract being what it is, I honestly think they'll give him a shot. They'll give him a shot to either platoon at first or, you know, if, if it's like an open competition with him and one of the young guys in the outfield, give him give him an opportunity if he yeah. struggles. And that's kind of how it was with Albert. We'll give you your opportunity because you are a veteran. You have done a lot. Sure. We'll give you a shot. But, you know, and I think he could he could have stayed. He just didn't want to. Right. I mean, that, yeah, that was the biggest yeah. thing. Like he did. He wanted to play more. And it's like, well, no. So I think Upton, um, I don't know him personally, but I, I he kind of strikes me as a guy where he'll be like, yeah, I'll play every other day, whatever. I don't care. Like and if he wants to do that and he's productive, I don't. I like Upton. Cool. Yeah, and and you kind of already saw it a little bit because when he came back from his injury before this current injury, he was already kind of playing every you know yeah. third day or whatever between him and Lagaris when when Perry came out and said no these guys are or the young guys are playing every every day. Yeah, and so I love Juan. In, I hope Juan comes back for sure. Yeah, you know that's the only thing is like 
your outfield is going to be a little bit crammed if he does come back. But again, if he platoons at first, you have a guy that can back up Walsh when there's a lefty on the mound or, Hey, you know, Joe has been playing six games in a row. Give him a day off or seven games yeah. in a row. You have a guy that can do that too. Um, Upton is, I guess right now after Rendon is kind of like the main guy, everyone's focusing on trying to make up imaginary trades. You, Upton? uh, yeah, with Upton, everyone, everyone's trying to get rid of Upton. Like, oh, we should just Where trade him for going? this. Like, I don't and know what, like, what are we gonna get for that. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. you, 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 in your most recent podcast that dropped today on Thursday, on Thursday, you got you made a comment like a uh, Bishop Sycamore uh, doctor. These are like Bishop Sycamore yeah. uh, GMs trying to make. Uh, it is definitely Bishop Sycamore GMs where they're yeah. like, I, I don't know. I think I saw a football one that was pretty bad today, but I a baseball one. I don't know. I don't really know what you're getting for Upton. No, uh, and people think that they're willing to this even well just train it for anything it's like well it's a contract i think <laughs> we're still, like I, in my mind we're already out on the money like we like if i'm yeah. already i'm like we're already just pay him that's now. why i think that's what they did with albert they're like we're gonna pay him might as well just, just fuck it just pay him now and then let him you know he'll go through yeah. waiver i'm sure someone will pick him up if we're picking up the bill but yeah i don't know i just i want nothing to do like i mean i i if he wants to be here i'll have him and he's great uh, if he wants, if he pulls that pull hole shit, then he's gone. You know, like I, yeah. I, that's what I think, but yeah, absolutely. So Max, I want to thank you for jumping on with me for sure. this episode of the podcast. Go ahead and talk about, talk about your rocks in the outfield podcast. How did that start? Um, you know, who's all involved? Cause you do guys. And that's what I like about the podcast. It's, it's, it's you. And like, it does feel like a bunch of friends. You talk about Soto. Soto kind of, to me has that like little brother, you guys kind of you know yeah. mess with him a little bit, but he's like the little brother, like, okay, you can come hang out with us, but we're going to kind of pick on we're you a little bit. But, you for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. Talk about your podcast and how that all kind of started up. So it started up. Um, I kind of, you know, as I got older, like I said, I was going, I was working through like, college and i was i had a bunch of jobs that like you know i worked at sports authority i worked at dicks i worked at a movie theater you know i had just a bunch of jobs and i was i was a young like you know 20 year old and i was like i was doing all the wrong things i was taught you know I, my head was like i want to go party i want to go hang out with girls whatever yeah, and then eventually i just kind of uh you know grew up and once covid hit i found myself with a ton of free time and probably about six months before covid hit I kind of told myself like, Hey, I kind of, I want to work for Barstool and I kind of want to like whatever I got to do to get there. I was a little like naive in the beginning where I was like, Oh, I'll just tweet funny stuff and they'll just have to hire me. Right. And I was a little naive. So once COVID hit, I think it really like as bad as like, I don't want to say I capitalized off of like COVID or whatever, but like when I was awarded all that free time of being like, Hey, everything's shut down. You really, like I don't, you can play video games all day or you can kind of start doing other things. So I kind of started writing for a little bit and then I just figured like, well, the angels are right here. So I'll just like, I, I like the angels. Um, and I was like, I'll just try to cover them as best as I can. It, the way I talk to my friends about it and I'll try to broadcast it to other people and make our friend group bigger. And basically what I want is like a big group chat on Twitter of just people that talk about the angels, like the angels, um, and I just saw that, like, I mean, I just realized that there was like something missing. Um, cause right around Christmas time before COVID, I was like, Hey, I kind of want to like really, really follow the angels or maybe the, the couple, the year before that, maybe, um, there was a time where I was like, I really want to inhale angels content. And like, I, I just like, there wasn't many options. Like I 
ink I came across yours. I came across Trent Rush's. I came across like, but it, but I was looking for something like Barstool, if that makes sense. Like right. something, no, yeah, yeah. something gritty, something like even like kind of like John Boy, where he, his stuff isn't really by the book. Um, so I was like, fuck it. It doesn't seem like there's anyone there. I'll, I'll kind of fill that gap. And, you know, once, you know, spring training got canceled. Um, so that kicked off our first year. That was a real kick in the mouth. I think it's like, <laughs> Hey, we'll like now do a podcast, uh, but no games are going on. So yeah. good luck, like figure it out. And I think that was like some growing pains, but now th- this being our first full season as a podcast, I think it's gone really well. Um, I'm sure I'm shocked at like how we've grown and, you know, people telling me that they like it still kind of like makes me like, uh, like feel like a fraud, like I'm selling a pyramid scheme or something, but it's, it's really not like, I just, I'm glad that they like how I like the angels. And I've, I always get accused of like, you don't know this much about the team or you don't know the numbers or the analytics. And I'm like, I, I don't, I'm just a fan. I just go to the games and I try to record my experience at the games and the Yankees have a bunch of rowdy fans. Why can't we like what? Right. You know, and I want my hometown team to good to do good. So that's, that's really where it comes from. And, and Carl's a great part of that where he's, he's the number one, like people person of like, he just gets along with everybody. And like, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, angels fan 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, 70 years old. He'll just get along with them. And uh, so he's great. Pete's great. He kind of like, does all the uh he has his ear to the ground so like my inbox our dms is just tweets that he sends me he's like hey you saw this did you see this did you see this did you see this and that's kind of where i get my um like so i'll see a tweet and then i'll be like okay quick joke next one and then a fight video okay dodger stadium this um and then we have monica who she's like a she's like the girl aspect and we kind of want to have a girl's perspective of like being an angels fan and stuff and um she's it's kind of her first year of like uh being in podcasting and um talking about the team but i think she she does really good she ended up on like halo hotties and hasn't stopped talking about it since (laughs) so uh and then there's like a ton of people that help with like everything where like they you know we had we had like a bunch of but you know my, my people know who they are but um my girl she'll help me with like you know hey i forgot my camera can you bring it to the stadium hey i did this i need an extra battery and um, a ton of my friends do that stuff. They'll go to games with me, get drunk, film me. So um, it, it's I, I feel like we're only like two percent of the way where we want to be, but it's just you know I, I I love it and I I it's the thing where I do something and then someone else copies it. I don't even get mad anymore. I'm just like oh cool. Like I'm glad that it's spreading. I'm glad that I, I think like my joke was like oh I'm Inglacius right. Like he would make yeah. a play or he'd a home run and I'd be like oh I hit a home run. And then other people would start to do it where they'd be like, okay, you're Iglesias. I'm, uh, I'm Rendon. I'm this. And I was like, this is great. Like, this is funny. This is hilarious. Um, and that's really like, I, I think anybody, honestly, if you come, uh, if you're looking for like a spot where you just want to be a fan, however you want to be a fan and you're not required to know uh, whip and war and, and this and that you can come hang out. Or if you do like whip and war and Sierra and all that stuff, you could still come hang out and we can all, get along around the angels and like so right now i'm kind of in the works of like uh trying to figure out how to make the big league ball club um you know while it is like a benefit for me right because i kind of want to be the center stage it is gonna we're working on ways to help the ball club be more uh forward in like social media terms so that that's like really exciting but Mm -hmm. it's it's crazy that it just starts from like 
So the second I got that news, I was like, I need to research um, a bunch of Angels fans. Like, I want to know, like, what do you, they, they want? So then I can put it into words to then give to them and then kind of uh, figure out, like, because I think stadium-wise, fan interaction-wise, um, you know, as much as I hate the Dodgers, they have a great social media. They have a great ballpark. They have a great, like, club. They have Pantone 290, whatever. At the bare minimum, uh, the Angels should have something like that. And that's, right. you know, I don't know if that's money, time, effort, whatever it is. It just has to be, we need to be on like, if we're not going to be level playing field on the field, we need to be level <laughs> playing field off the field at the right. very least. Right. Like we should have a shake shack, whatever it takes. Like we should have that. So, um, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's, it's a selfish, Brock's in the outfield is a selfish tool for me to get a bar stool, but it's, <laughs> it's inspiring to see how, how much other people like it. And how much, you know, some, I'm sure there's a ton of haters that hate it. I'm glad that they hate it because then they're telling people they hate it. They're telling their friends they hate it. They're telling you know, other people they hate it. That's great. I love it because then you're talking about it. So that's kind of what I see it as. But it, it started off as a selfish, uh, and I think it still is, just a selfish way to get myself in front of uh, some big eyes in New York. Yeah. So again, that's, that's rocks in the outfield. Anywhere you can download a podcast, this podcast or any podcast, you can find them at rocks in the OF is their Twitter handle. Uh, you want to give out your personal? Uh, yeah. Mine's handle? Max Air Jordan one. Um, if you're coming for stats, probably not going to find it, but if you want like <laughs> jokes and stuff like for sure. Well, and that's a good thing too. It's like you're self-aware enough to be like that where it's like, Oh yeah, I don't know the ins and outs about the, you know, this number or that number, but there's been so many people and I'm sure you probably come across where they, talk about it like they do and you're just thinking to yourself like you don't know exactly what that means do you? you're just throwing it out there because you heard it on espn or you heard it you know someone else mentioned it you're like you know what that sounds smart yeah I'm quick, say it. just a quick story um there was a guy who we kind of got into an argument with and it got like pretty like serious mm-hmm. and like so his like their thing was like uh stats and like you know, we like this person, we don't like this person, or we do like this person because of these numbers and that, that, that. And then after like a day after, I think I realized that they also do like content. And like I said, I have a different level of respect for people that do content. And then I just genuinely felt bad. I was like, oh shit, I feel bad that we argued with this guy. Um, I just think it's so hard to, uh, there's a billion people right now wanting to talk about baseball and about half of them anybody can read stats anybody can say mike trout has this much war he's better than this person who has this much war and i i think you know you have your niche where like you will interview minor league guys you'll interview like current guys and you'll kind of like i just every time i open my phone like you're putting something out which i think is amazing um but then you got these other guys who just kind of point their noses in the air and think they're better and and i i watch their content to truly kind of get an idea of like what they're doing and I'm not saying mine's any good and, and there's, I'm sure they have an audience that likes what they put out, but I just think it's just so hard uh, for, to just read stats. And um, if, if it works for you, great, like foolish baseball. Great. Good for him, man. Mm-hmm. Like he's getting the bag, just reading stats and, and coming up with quirky connections. Great. Um, but yeah, that was just like a funny story where I, I, I was mad at first and then I saw like, Oh shit, this guy does content too. Like he reads stats. Like I was like, Oh man, I, I, I was like, I wish you the best, man. I was like, I, right. I don't know what's going on with you, but I, I wish you the best. So, yeah. Um, appreciate everyone that puts stuff out. So, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely something that you have to want to do for sure. Cause it's like, especially at the, like now, oh, it's like, bro. we're not, not getting any money for it. It's like, 
Yeah, I do because you want to kind of you know do it and take your take your lumps. I mean, obviously everything's kind of a growing uh, experience, whether it was us or yeah. whether it's you know you guys. I'm sure you guys all had like your growing you know growing pain. We still do. Too. I mean, yeah. We, we we're not making. I'll just be candid. We're not. Make, we're like losing money. Like yeah, we're, same. we we sell a couple of shirts here and there, but I think that's our thing. Where like if uh you know we if we get approached, I think like if we get approached by anyone that wants us to take this full time, um, it's not just going to be a, oh they don't make any money. We're going to throw them a little bit of cash and they're going to do what we say. Like no, like we're all. I think the the wild part of it is we all work full time jobs and we yeah. all pitch in money to this so we can have it the way we want. And while I would love to get paid to just do this, um, it's not just going to be for whoever media team or whatever. like it's going to have to be like I have two options. It's going to be the Angels or it's going to be Barstool. So it's going to be one of the two. Um, <laughs> so I, I just think, you know, you should kind of, you know, don't sell yourself short, man. I think, uh, you know, what you're doing, it, it is hard because we have stuff that like we're like, hey, you want to go to this bar thing? You want to go to this? I'm like, I can't. I have to. Right record i have to watch the game and then people are like they suck while you're watching them um i just think it just it doesn't stop because we're not you know um I, my my running joke is always like i'm done the day that like a tiktoker starts an angels podcast like at any <laughs> given moment one of those guys could just start an angels podcast maybe not even Boom. they don't even have to know as much as i know they don't have to know as much as anybody they just say oh i like mike trout we're, like we're done so uh, <laughs> i'm just trying to do it to have fun and and like i said i i know that it can be like i like i said if fucking uh kim kardashian just all of a sudden likes the angels like we're cooked we're completely done so <laughs> awesome man no it's, it's a great podcast definitely check it out if you haven't already i'm sure a lot of you have max thank you again for sure uh, for jumping on the podcast it's gonna wrap up this edition of the all angels podcast we'll be back next week with another edition i am down garcia have a great night and go halo VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.